All right, let's get into it. I've got my chai. I have set up this mic in a little bit of a different position today, so hopefully you can hear me really easily. And I am just going to take a nice little sip of this because I find as I get talking, as I get going with these lives, I don't get a chance to to drink. And then I have a cold cup of chai at the end of the conversation. And you have a lot more insights and information and wisdom from me. Okay, so first things first, personal brand has become something that a lot of people strive to create. It's become very clear if you look at any big brand. For example, as you'll know, if you jumped on last week's live, I talked a little bit about luxury brands. And one thing we've noticed that what those brands need is famous Hollywood stars. They need people that are interesting and quirky and can create characters for the brand, whether that person is being themselves or whether they are acting a character for, for the brand. Those brands typically aren't selling services. They're selling goods. They're selling products. They're selling clothing. And so it's very interesting that even products which typically should sell themselves, right, if they're an incredible luxury brand, are now also needing interesting characters to front the brand. And we're seeing that also is the fact that they're bringing in a lot of interesting people to design their clothes as well. People like Pharrell Williams have been brought in to take over Louis Vuitton menswear because not only is the guy an artist and he's very incredible at anything he puts his hands to, whether it be music, he's always had a great eye for fashion, but they also see him as an interesting character that can create a personality for the brand. So it's not just the fact that we're buying the clothes, but we're also buying into this story about who we become and the fact that Pharrell Williams designed my clothes. How cool is that? So you then have a story as the consumer and they can tie in the music and they can tie in other cultural elements, parts of his story into the products and the clothing. And I find this fascinating because as service-based businesses, which if you're listening to this, you might be a service-based business, typically the service exists because you created it, you created it with your heart and soul, and you probably deliver the service. So automatically, there's going to be a little bit of personal brand that you're going to need to create around your service. These days, if we look to what luxury brands are doing, the fact that they put these famous people in their clothes, they bring them in to design their clothes, it means that as smaller service-based businesses, in order for us to stand out, we can probably take a little bit of what they're doing and say, okay, that's kind of interesting. 
in order for these big brands to remain relevant and remain interesting, they need those people. But our small businesses already have a personality, already have someone that is leading that that service that we can use, that we can use. We don't need to go and get someone. As a service-based business, if you feel as though you want to create more of a brand around yourself, that's actually a really good thing. And I think it's a very positive thing. I think that there's been definitely pressure towards you creating a personal brand as well as delivering your service and having a really high quality service, which is important. We can't take away from delivering a really great service and maintaining that. But in order for us to stand out and be an interesting choice in the crowded markets that we exist in, we can utilize the fact that we have so much about us that's already interesting and already compelling and we already have a story we don't need to create a story that people can can attach to people can connect with people can go deeper into and what you find is that if you are wanting to be a service that people keep coming back to that interesting compelling personal brand or what we call a compelling character is part of what they're buying into when they buy your service more often than not we pick a service because the person behind it aligns with our values the person behind it has a strong reputation probably because we have seen them doing things out in the community they have created authority through being making themselves aware to their audience, whether that be through social media, whether that be through other things like speaking, or that be actually getting their work noticed. So getting their work published. If you're an architect, speaking on a stage, if you are a coach like myself. And so all of those things are the things that people connect with and they keep coming back because each time they come back they get to have an experience of this person that you have have put out there that you have created for them that they can really connect with that they say this is why i choose to work with you and i'm not working with this other person yes i like how you deliver your service yes the value that you create is great that's in line with with what i need yes you're solving a problem all of those things are non-negotiables when it comes to personal brand we want to make sure that we have all of that in place but you know what i chose you because you're interesting because i connect with your story because you have a mission that is in line with what I want to do with my business or with my life or how I see raising a family and the things that I value. I value adventure as well and you value adventure. So I want to dive into three things today that help you to create an interesting personal brand. 
Quick story. When I was starting out coaching and everybody who started out in business, it doesn't matter whether you started out in the personal development space like I did or you had another service, you will be looking to what everyone else is doing. Unless you're creating your business away from social media and you have no influence whatsoever, good for you. Like I'm stoked that you're able to do that. But when we're starting out, we look at what everyone else is doing and we have certain people that we put up on pedestals and we say, you know what? I like what they're doing. I like what they're doing. I want to be like them. And that's great because it gives us a starting point. We need to see those people that are being successful and model that success or success leaves clues. We need to look at what they're doing in the beginning. We don't have the path laid out for us. We don't always know what the next steps should look like. So for you to be looking at what everyone else is doing, it's completely normal. And so back in the day when I was starting my business, I had someone who was a close friend come up to me and I'd been sharing with her how I was following these different bloggers and I looked up to these different women in the wellness industry and I was like looking to what they were doing and she would tell me, Ruby, you've got to stop putting those people on a pedestal. There's so much within you that is really great and incredible and you're just constantly looking over there at what they're doing. And at first I was a little bit taken back. I was a little bit like, oh, but I, I love these women and they have what I want to have. And so I went along and I kept going. I listened to it maybe a little bit, but part of me had to had to keep going and so I kept moving forward using these influences kind of looking at what everyone else is doing and it wasn't really working for me there was something that just wasn't connecting and then I delivered a workshop and this was probably a year or so later I delivered a workshop and another friend came along to this to a work, this workshop that I created it was in a beautiful yoga studio, you know, I looked great on the day, I felt really good, everything was flowing and lovely and, and very nice and very feminine and all of that, those things that I love. And this particular friend came up to me after the workshop, after it finished, everyone had gone and she said, oh Ruby, I just, you know, I just want to say something to you. And she, she's someone that didn't hold back culturally, she didn't hold back on sharing the truth, which was great because this is exactly what I needed to hear at the time. And she told me, I don't think this is how you're meant to present yourself. I don't think you're meant to be doing workshops in this way and, and wearing these clothes. And I just feel like there's something out there that's that's a little bit different for you. And another another look that you could create with your your brand and she had a bit of branding knowledge she had been a designer and and so I thought you know she's probably probably right and it was funny because that was the second time someone had said to me you really need to start 
carving your own path. You really need to start to think about your own brand and how you're showing up and being really intentional with that, but doing it in a way that is connected with who you are and not just taking little bits and pieces from all of these these women that you look up to in your industry. And those couple of moments really cemented for me this passion for personal brand. And obviously a couple of years later, we then started Create a Club. And as we were diving deeper into the marketing, we started to realize that there was a connection between a lot of what's done in film and script writing, novel writing, gaming, they term this world building. And so people were creating these worlds and these very elaborate worlds. And there was something about those worlds that was addictive and we kept coming back for the next novel in the Harry Potter series or we kept coming back for the next film in the Star Wars series or whatever it was or we kept wanting to play that game and the thing was was that those worlds not only was the world interesting and addictive but the characters inside the world were also really compelling and we would want to follow that character. The character was probably on a mission. It was going somewhere. And we started to think, you know what? I think that business owners, service businesses and professional services in particular, they could really start to use some of these concepts in terms of how they think about their marketing. They could start to think about the fact that these characters are really compelling and interesting and maybe that's actually a big reason why we choose the service versus some other service. Same reason we get addicted to certain fantasy novel series or we get addicted to Game of Thrones or any of these is because we want to see what the character does next and we want to we feel connected to them. We aspire to be like them perhaps, or there's something about them that's interesting and quirky. And what we realized is that building your character is actually very similar to building your personal brand. But the thing that we found with personal brand is that it could be a little bit limited and that what people were teaching around personal brand wasn't going so much into story. It wasn't going into understanding your mission with your business and your vision and bringing those sorts of things out in your brand. It was more concerned with the aesthetics and what you were wearing, your brand colors, the look and feel. And I love that aspect but it's not all of it. What we can do is we can actually start to think, okay, if I want to create a really compelling personal brand, what is it that I actually need to dive into beyond just the aesthetic side of how I look and my brand colors and that side of things? What is it? Okay, so there's, there's three things that you can start to think about. And the first one is this word exaggeration. And 
When I talk about exaggeration, I'm talking about looking at yourself and sometimes this might require someone else to sit with you and ask you a few questions. But the thing that's going to make you stand out online is not having this perfect brand and something very polished, but actually what's going to make you interesting, what's going to have people come back to your content, come back to your business time and time again, is those things that actually make you a little bit different. And sometimes what's really hard for us is that a lot of these things we don't want to look at. We might think, oh, that's a little bit weird or that's a little bit quirky. And I don't know if I really want to show that. I just want to be like nice and polished over here, like full face of makeup, red lip, looking perfect for Tuesday's live. But in actual fact, there's little things about you that people will bring up when you're at a party or yesterday I was on a call uh, for Creator Club and someone's, someone pointed out, they're like, Ruby, we just think that you roll out of bed looking like this, but this is very intentional because I've decided that the character or the part of my brand is a few things that I exaggerate. They're like, Ruby, you really use your hands a lot when you talk. And I said to this person who happens to have Italian heritage, I said to him, yeah, Andy, I should have been Italian, right? Because there's hands going everywhere. There's a lot of expression and that's just part of who I am. But what I've chosen to do is take three to five things and exaggerate them. So I would say pick three to five things about you. Now, these could be things that you consider strengths. They could be little quirky things about you that you do. They could be things that are habitual about your life that you do without fail. And you are going to take those things and you're going to exaggerate them. Now, that doesn't mean that you wear a lipstick and you suddenly turn up with purple lipstick or you paint your nails and they're really crazy. But when I say exaggerate, you're going to continue to show up with those things time and time again. Now, it's so much easier if we pick only a few things to continually repeat, right? If we're trying to bring all of these different elements in, it's very overwhelming. So what I would say is start out with a couple of things that you observe, go throughout your day and notice what do I do? What do I, what do people say about me? What do people even sometimes poke fun at how I go and do things? So exaggeration is the first thing. That's, that's one of the biggest things that's automatically going to have you stand out and those things will feel kind of a bit awkward and a bit funny to begin with, but they should be natural to you. They should be obvious to you, or at least if they're not obvious to you, there's something that someone else sees you always do. Okay, so the second thing is to have courage. And I'm stealing this 100% from a talk that Dan Kennedy did. Dan Kennedy's one of my favorite marketers because he actually talks a lot about character-driven businesses, which is the way we think about personal brand. So he was talking in this presentation that he gave, and I'm, I'm quoting this from a transcript, that people are going to look 
to you because of the courageous things that you do. So if you can create a brand or a character around things that when everyone else is zigging, you decide to zag, when everybody else is going left, you go right, and you have the courage to do something a little bit different. And this could be anything in your business, or it could be the way that you live your life. It could be the way that you do your business, having the courage to put certain boundaries and constraints in place, having the courage to say, I'm going to do my business in this way. Everyone else in my industry is doing it this, this way over here. And you know what? That works for them. But I see an opportunity to deliver my service in a way that is going to be much more powerful for the people that I want to help. But it means that I'm going to be zagging when everyone else is zigging. Okay, so when we have courage to do things a little bit differently, like I say, in our life, that comes that is often integral to why you do your business the way you do it. The things that you do in your business, having the courage to do things with your marketing that other people aren't doing. Those are things that people look to. People look to a character in a movie that's courageous, that's willing to run into the fire, so to speak, and save the kid, or is willing to put up their hand and say, I'll do that because no one else is stepping up right now. I'm going to lead. And that might seem like a really terrifying thing for you to do, but you can experiment with little things in your business and bring those things into your content, bring them into your marketing. Tell us what you do differently. Tell us what your big, big idea is. Tell us what things that you're, you're creating. Put yourself on the hook and do something like jumping on these Instagram lives every single Tuesday when, you know, lives are something that people used to do all the time. Now no one's doing them. Okay. Have courage. Now the third thing is story. I've spoken about story a little bit over the last few weeks and I can't emphasize this more. But I'm going to break down story into three things because when we think about story, most of the time we think about telling stories. We go, okay, I've got to tell more stories in my content. And I would say, yes, 100%, you should be telling stories. But I'm going to give you three specific stories that you can be telling in your content. Think of it like writing a character in a novel Essentially, when you're telling stories, you're adding layers, you're writing out more layers of that character, right? Okay, so the first one is backstory. Now, when I talk about backstory, this doesn't mean that you have to be sharing your whole life story with us. You don't have to share with us what your birth was like. You won't even remember your birth. That's a bit of a joke, but maybe maybe you're one of those people that can remember that far back. But what I'm saying is that essentially we don't need to go all the way back in time. What we're actually looking for is key moments, key things that happen to you, key incidents, key milestones, things you achieved, things that went wrong, 
things that you might look back and at the time you thought, oh, that was such a drama. That was the worst thing that ever happened to me. And now you can look back and realize that that was actually the best thing that happened to you. You want to find those key things. So we can mine our story for those key events. But then what we want to do is we actually want to find those things that actually relate back to our business. And so what that means is that maybe things that you speak about in your business, it could relate to the values of your business. It could relate to turning points in your business journey or what actually kickstarted you starting a business. All of those things are the key things, the key backstory elements that we want to bring into our content. We can bring these into podcasts. We can bring them into Instagram content. We can bring them into other social media content. We can bring them into our emails. We can bring them into speaking events. If you're someone that wants to do some speaking on stage, backstory is a really great thing because what backstory does is it fills in the gaps because what a lot of people will do is they'll hear someone talk and someone like talking about their business say their business journey and you know what they've learned but if we don't really know why the business was started or why they're so passionate about this particular mission in their business we're going to be thinking okay, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. I'm not quite sure. I'm a little bit lost. But if we're able to fill in those elements of the backstory, when we talk about our business journey, for example, then people are going to be thinking, okay, this is all making sense now. This is not something that she's just created out of thin air. Or I can see now why she's really passionate about helping women in that way. That makes sense, okay? Otherwise, what they're going to do is they're going to make assumptions and they're going to fill in the gaps themselves or they're going to just be confused. And we don't want any of that, right? So key elements of your backstory and bringing those into your marketing is a really great way to build out your character and build out your personal brand. And if you're someone that someday wants to write a book, that's all going to be really important for that. Or if you're someone that wants to tell their story on a podcast, it's all going to be really important for that. And if you're continually bringing that into your content, it gives us something to connect with you. It gives us a likability factor. It means that we can connect with you on a much deeper level maybe there's a part of your story that we also experience so that resonates with us okay i'll even bring little bits of backstory into events that we run okay so it comes out in every little little possible place and then the second type of story that you want to be telling are stories that illustrate the ideas like the key things that make your business what it is and this is very much tied into backstory so I'm probably repeating myself a little bit here but say there's certain values that you hold in your business or maybe you do your business a certain way if we go back to Dan Kennedy as an example 
He has lots of constraints around how he does business. People have to fly to him if they want to work with him. He doesn't have internet in his house or he doesn't have it at least in his office and all of this stuff. And he has become known for that to the point where if someone comes to his house and interrupts him while he's working because he's created this interruption free zone, he gets really frustrated. There's a particular story that he talks about that links back to these constraints that he's put in his business to make him super productive and make him really like sort out and people are traveling to him. But heaven forbid, if you're the delivery guy and you try to interrupt his day, he won't have any of it. So there's a story that he ties into his content, into his books, into his speaking that relates to why he does something in his business and the way that he does it. And that's a particular idea because he speaks on time management because he's built a really big business. He speaks a lot about the things that have allowed him to be able to do that. The third thing is that you want to talk about the biggest story. I've said this probably two or three times on these lives. Why does this business exist? Why now? Why should people work with you? What is going on in the culture? What is changing? What is happening? That means that they should take action and they should buy from your service or they should work with you. If you're not speaking about that, then Often there's not a compelling reason for us to connect with you, for us to want to work with you. For example, with, with our work, we see in the last couple of years, in particular, everybody's gone online, most markets, but particularly when it comes to supporting people in business, there's a lot of people out there doing what we do. Also, just generally, a lot of stuff's gone online in the last few years, we're thinking, oh, who can I trust? Like who out there is actually going to deliver what they say they're going to deliver? So for us, a big catalyst, a big reason why we believe that you should be creating a business that is connected to story and that, that is story driven is because that's the thing that people connect with. And when they feel connected to you, they're going to trust you more. If you're leaving out bits of your backstory, if we don't really know why your business exists, if we don't really know why you're actually great, it's so much harder to gain that trust from your market these days. And so a lot of people are struggling. We don't want that for service businesses. We don't want you to have to struggle, but we can see that there is this pivotal thing which is being a story-driven business is the thing that's actually going to amplify your business. It's going to take your marketing to the next level. It's the thing that's going to actually have people really connect with you and say, you know what, I feel like I know this woman. I feel like she gets me. I feel like her story is really similar to mine. And all of these things are creating little pebbles in the trust jar, right? This takes time. This is not something that happens overnight. But in order for us to be able to 
trust you. We need to know the story. We could pick from a hundred different businesses, but why, what is it about you? Okay. Story. It's one of the, the key things that we have already inside of us. We already have a passion for our business, but at times we leave it out. That's a funny thing is that everybody loves to spend money. They want to buy, they are spending money, but they're becoming much more discerning about who they spend their money with. The first thing is that they need to be able to trust you. The second thing is that you need to give them a compelling reason. And the third thing is, is they want to feel connected to you. They want to feel like this is someone that if I'm going to coach with Ruby, that I feel like you know, I'm going to be supported, that it's going to be a lot of fun, that she's going to hold me accountable, that we're going to do great work. All of these things. We have a beautiful illustrator in Creator Club and the biggest reason why she does what she does is because she knows that her art brings joy to people's lives. And she knows that her illustrations, her detail, her love for her craft, the stories that she gives us around the pets that she draws, she knows that that's something that people connect with. She knows that the world right now needs more connection and more joy. And so that is why she does what she does. Okay, I'm going to leave it there. That's been a really, really fun conversation. This is a pretty big conversation. I probably went a little bit deeper than I needed to. My mission is for me to give you in these lives a little taster of some of the things that, that you can learn with us. It's been an absolute pleasure. I would love to hear any feedback you have on some of these concepts. This is really key to us creating really profitable, well-known businesses. And it's a lot of fun. First and foremost, we've got to be having fun in our business. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful week and I'll be seeing you real soon.